Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Pro Wrestling Defined. I'm Jonathan O'Dwyer, and special guest on the show today, very good friend of mine. He runs the Captain's Corner virtual signings on the Captain's Corner Facebook page. He's had tons of great guests on there, and uh, a lot of them are draped out in, in my background here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's got a bunch of um, awesome signings coming up, and we're going to talk about that and uh, starting uh, the Captain's Corner virtual signing. So without further ado, Nicholas Massey, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Jonathan. Thank you for having me on here. I've watched a bunch of your recent interviews with Solomon Grundy and uh, Brian Clark, and it's an honor to be in the company of those great men. So looking forward to the next hour or so. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on, man. No, it's, a, it's awesome. Like, uh, especially like, you know, I, I've been rating your stuff with uh, the, the last uh, six months or so. So it's yeah. cool to, to, to have everything here. And uh, yeah, your signings are absolutely awesome. Like you have awesome guests on. So uh, we'll Thank get you. into that. Uh, talk about the, the ones you have uh, coming up over the, the, the next few weeks. You have some uh, great names coming up. Talk about yeah, uh, who you have coming well, up on the Captain's Corner. So we're going. We're going. Uh, the goal for 2021 was going to have. A, I call. I call it the quest for 60. I want 60 unique virtual guests in the year, and I'm well on my way to that. I think by the start of April, we I had 21 or 22, and then April. April is a very big month. With we finished up recently with the Killer Bees and Mr. Hughes. Uh, those were our first three guests for April. Uh, Coming up, uh, we've got Charlie Norris on Thursday, April 22nd. Not sure. Th- I'm sorry, Thursday, April 15th. Not sure when this is if this is going to go live, Jonathan, or you know, if it's going to be uh, taped. But uh, Charlie Norris on Thursday, the 15th. The 16th is uh, Florida wrestling legend Scott McGee, who was in the first Starcade. Uh, both of those are rare signings. Uh, those guys don't come around and do a lot. So I know uh, a lot of people that follow Captain's Corner are a fan of the rare signings. And those, t- those are two of the more rare signings that you'll come across. And then Saturday, um, I got the double virtual happy hour, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time and 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, uh, Tatanka and Manny Fernandez. So uh, that's Charlie Norris, Scott McGee on Thursday and Friday, Manny Fernandez and Tatanka on Saturday. Uh, and then next week, uh, I got uh, Scott Casey on uh, Thursday, April 22nd. April 23rd is NWO Sting, Jeff Farmer, and Ronnie Garvin is Saturday, April 24th. So I got seven guests in uh, about the next eight or nine days. So uh, I'll, I'll be pretty busy on my end. <laughs> Yeah, gosh, geez, that, that, that's some schedule. Like you, you, you bombed the bomb, and all that. That's brilliant. Some great guests there. It's Google actually because uh, the very first time I actually ever saw WCW, the first time I ever watched it, I didn't get it till like '99, and okay. uh, till the summer of '99. And the first time I saw it, uh, like Kevin Nash and Sting were in a storyline. They were kind of friends at the time, or something like that. And uh, Sid was against Nash, and uh, Jeff Farmer. In the uh, ended up coming out in the uh, at the end of it, yeah, yeah, the NWO thing, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I I just remembered that the other day. Yeah, that's uh, the the very first time I saw it. Like he was the first one, and uh, like Nash ended up power bombing the real thing, thinking it was it was the the NWO thing. Yeah, so that 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 was a cool. I never never even saw that. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in '99. It's about July or something like that. Yeah, I'll send you the I'll send you the clip. Please, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, so he's a he's a he's a really cool guest to to have on. Like, that's one thing that I like about uh, your signings is you really think outside of the box with them. And uh, yeah, so that's great. And Tatanka, Scott Casey, they're all great. So I've met Tatanka actually a couple of times myself. Um, He was over here um, in two thousand and eight. And I met him in Manchester, I think it was even the same year, but uh, it, it's funny when he was over here in 2008, uh, he was in Cork 
And mm-hmm. I'd say I held up the queue for about half an hour talking. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I still had plans on get. I hadn't fully accepted the fact that I couldn't become a wrestler myself at that point. So okay. I was still planning on getting into the business. And he was giving me loads of advice. Just a super nice guy. Like, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. Absolutely awesome guy. Like so. Um, yeah. So they're 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 really awesome guests. Um, so uh, talk about uh, starting starting off Captain's Corner like. Uh, you were obviously a, a big wrestling fan yourself sure. through the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about your fandom and uh, how it led you to uh, getting into the signing business. Well, so um, the some of my earliest television memories involve wrestling. My father was a huge fan. He went to uh, the Shea Stadium show. So I, I was born and raised in New York. Uh, my father relocated to New York, uh, you know, pretty early in his life. Uh, but one of his favorite wrestling memories was he went to the 1980 Shea Stadium show. In August, uh, Larry Zabisco and Bruno San Martino, which wow. was one of the, the biggest matches of that entire decade, biggest matches in wrestling history. So uh, my father was a hardcore wrestling fan. So uh, he also loved, uh, you know, other professional sports. Like I'm a huge boxing fan. I'm a huge basketball fan. But uh, wrestling was the first sport that connected to me. As a kid. So um, my first memory of uh, of TV, WWF TV, was 1987. I would have been about three years old when. Uh, uh, Strike Force beat the Hart Foundation for the tag team titles. And oh, wow. I, cool. I, there's so much, so many other things I'm sure that were big that happened before that. But one of my first memories in general is, is that that tag team title change. So I, I've been a fan of wrestling as long as, as I remember. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the current product, but that's a story for another day. But uh, and even even now, uh, at the end of the day, if, if I'm able to lay down and unwind, there, there's a good chance that I'm putting on some some kind of old school wrestling, just you know, as I get tired. So, um, yeah. I was I was a fan for the longest time, about about eight or nine years. Uh, yeah, I guess 2000, 2010, 2011. Um, right, right, when we were having our, my, our first child, my first child, Dylan. Uh, we were looking to kind of free up some space, and I had a whole lot of wrestling stuff, old magazines, old videos, old DVDs, and we came up with the idea in order to 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 make some space and also you know bring in a little extra money. I was going to rent a table at a convention coming up, and uh, it was going to go like that. So I rented a table at a convention. It was uh, November of 2011, which was actually two months after my summer born, and the show got canceled. Uh, so I had everything ready. I had all the magazines cataloged on my DVDs because back then, uh, DVD burning was the big thing. I don't know if you remember, Jonathan. Oh, that yeah, was, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that was a big a big craze at the time so i had hundreds of dvds burnt like lots of cool old school stuff shoot interviews are big stuff i didn't have the rights to but uh <laughs> also some also some original dvds too though and original vhs and hundreds of magazines anyway so that got rescheduled uh until june of 2012 and that was when i first made my convention uh my first convention appearance as a as i guess a vendor because before that, I had been I had been there as fan. Growing up in the New York area, we're fortunate in that I know you guys get a couple of big conventions over there. Uh, but uh, we were pretty blessed in that we were getting even in the you know 2010, 11, 2009, we're still getting you know two or three wrestling conventions here in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So um, I I jumped on one of them and started working for Legends of the Ring in 2012 i worked a couple of shows between 2012 and 2015 just you know selling my magazines dvds things like that didn't bring in any talent um and then i i start, I sold a lot of stuff and then before i knew it uh it was actually my wife's idea she was the one that was like you know now that we're selling all this stuff you know you may want to look into you know bringing in one of the wrestlers so i started my first guest was shane douglas at a jersey all pro show in 2015 
And then uh, my first two conventions guests the following year, Legends of the Ring, were actually Sam Houston and Joey Styles. I had, wow. uh, yeah. So, and then from there, uh, you brought up earlier how I love bringing the rare guests. Uh, the way I, I used to book a lot of my talent now, uh, because it's it's so uh, it's bigger, and that uh, the audience is not just people in the tri-state area or in the Northeast. Now I've got lots of you know uh, people that follow me, like yourself and the UK Mafia, you know, and uh, people in Canada and and even places in the states that I've never been to, you know, Nebraska, the Dakotas, you know. Um, so now it's uh, whereas you know someone used to bring in a Jake the Snake or Tito Santana, you know, to the conventions yearly up here. Um, I, I was bringing in guys that were never brought in. So like a Sam Houston would go four, five, six years without making an appearance up here. Same thing like a Scott Casey, like Al Perez, guys like that. And, and those guys are guys that I'm a huge fan of because I grew up old school. The I grew up with 1988-89 Jim Crockett Promotions, w, turning to WCW, and then World Class was the third promotion I saw on, on TV, on ESPN. My grandparents got cable. So um, those are typically the guests that I specialized in booking. But now, because uh, the reach is different and, you know, you, if, I'm, if I'm doing 60 guests a year, they can't all be rare. So now I've been fortunate and, I've, you know, I've worked with guests for the last couple of years like Sergeant Slaughter, Lex Luger. You know, Tatanka I've worked with before, I'm working with again. Uh, so, uh, and then I'm also able to sprinkle in, you know, a little nostalgia by bringing Scott Casey next week, Charlie Norris and Scott McGee this week, Black Bart, guys like that. But uh, so I've been working with talent now for about six years. Uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, been far as far uh, west as Texas, as far south as Florida, in the Carolinas. So I've worked a lot of different states, but I'm having the most fun doing the virtual signings over the last seven or eight months. Yeah, they're brilliant. And uh, like like you were saying, like you have su uh, such a reach with those as well. I mean, like I'm over here in Ireland, like, yeah. you know, so like, yeah, and you have like the, the likes of Paul Fraser over in England and uh, the UK Mafia, yeah. as you were saying. Shout, so, shout uh, out to Flash Fraser. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Paul call, Fraser. Yeah, he, 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 he likes that. He, li he, 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 he likes the shout outs. <laughs> well, and he, he, he created the, the inaugural Captain's Corner Hall of Fame class with the, the, the initial inductee was Jumpin' Jim Brunzel just a couple of weeks ago on uh, the live chat. Somehow, I don't remember how it came up, but it was his idea to come up with the Captain's Corner Hall of Fame, and Jim Brunzel was the inaugural inductee. So uh, thank you for that idea, Paul. Oh, that's super cool, man. That's super <laughs> cool. But uh, speaking of um, Scott Casey, uh, who you were talking about uh, a little bit ago, uh, you, you um, helped write his book uh, with yes, him as well. Yes. Talk about uh, th that whole process. Thank you. Yeah, and and that was a process. Now Scott uh, was someone uh, like the the names I mentioned earlier that I brought up for a weekend of signings, and uh, Scott was someone else. He hadn't done anything in about five years at the time. He was uh, he had just relocated to Florida from Vegas. He was in Vegas for about twenty years. And what a lot of people don't know, and they can find out in one last ride available on Blurb or the Captain's Corner Facebook, is that Scott actually was training people in Vegas for for a while. And uh, you know he was training people. Uh, in Texas for a while too. Like he helped, he helped Ivan Pusky. He was doing a lot of the legwork uh, the, uh, in Ivan Pusky school when he broke in Booker T and Stevie Ray. You know, um, he helped uh, uh, Kenny King out in Vegas. Kenny King, well, you know, ROH former tag team champ. Yep. I think he helped some titles and impact too. So um, Scott was training people on there, but he wasn't really doing a lot besides that. So I brought him up to a signing, and uh, after I brought him up to a signing, unfortunately, Scott suffered a very severe heart attack, and he had to have quadruple bypass surgery. So, um, and it came out of nowhere. He was in great health. He had never had any health issues. And he had this heart attack where, and honestly, it didn't look like he was, uh, was going to make it. 
And, you know, we kicked out, he pulled through and we spoke a few weeks later just about what he had been through in the last couple of weeks. And he was feeling, he was, he was, a, and rightfully so, a, a, like a bit of a lull in his life. And, and we were talking and uh, I, I felt bad for Scott because Scott had an amazing career in the 1970s, 1980s. You know, um, a lot of people know him just from his, from his uh, time working for the WWF. You know, he had that big pay-per-view appearance, Survivor Series 88. And, you know, he had WrestleFest 88 and he was on a, bunch of house shows and tv shows for vince but scott was you know selling out selling out arenas all over the state of texas for every territory in the state of texas amarillo for von erics in dallas for joe blanchard in san antonio uh and you know he held titles in kansas city he went to memphis he went to all japan for baba so we were talking and it felt like scott doesn't have any children and it felt like i i felt bad if someone like scott's story wasn't told because mm. Vince McMahon, he, you know, he does a great job of telling stories. So everyone will know about the Undertaker story and Triple H's story and, you know, HBK's story, but they're not going to know about Scott Casey's story, yeah. you know? And I, I felt that was something that because Scott didn't have any children, uh, you know, and it was always an interest of mine. I, I've, I've always loved reading and, you know, writing as well uh, to be involved in, you know, a wrestling book. And everything kind of fell into place. Uh, you know, I was at, a, a, I guess, a slow time with my full-time job. And uh, it probably wasn't slow. I probably just took on an extra, you know, uh, extra thing on my plate. But um, I know that Scott needed it. So we got the book done about 10 months, uh, which is which is fairly quickly for a book. But, I mean, me and Scott were talking 8 to 10 hours a week. And I was working about 10 to 20 hours a week on the book. So um, we, we were able to bang it out pretty quickly. And we were able to debut it uh, April 7, 2019, the same day as uh, the first convention that I ever threw. Uh, with a couple of partners. Uh, it was called uh, uh, Mark Out the Meadowlands. And it was the same day as WrestleMania at, at Giant Stadium. So it was about a mile down the road from WrestleMania. We had JR as our headliner. We had Stan Hansen, Tully Blanchard, Dan Spivey, a lot of great guests. But that was the first day where we were able to launch uh, One Last Ride, the tale of Cowboy Scott Casey. So that that date uh, and a, something that was already special was it was even more special that we were able to like kind of print it and get it released for uh you know the d same date of my first convention so we were really excited about that and and in 2019 we like like i was saying earlier we went to florida we went to texas we went to the carolinas uh you know we went to everywhere up here connecticut new york new jersey massachusetts we had all the stops and we had plans to do full tours in the state of texas last year right before the pandemic happened and that kind of slowed us down a little bit so i'm excited i haven't seen scott now in a year and a half we talk every day but uh, we'll be together doing the virtual signing uh, Thursday, the 22nd. We've got a public signing the 24th in Queens, New York. So um, it's good that, you know, things are slowly starting to open up on this side of the pond. And, you know, it's not what it was. You know, obviously not everyone's gotten the shots and not everyone feels comfortable enough to travel. But, you know, slowly but surely we're getting where we need to be. Yeah, it's uh, really slow over here. Um, like the the vaccine rollout over here has just been pathetic up to now. Like, so we're still really restricted. Like, you know, it's uh, like uh, we're still under like a five. It's eased a little bit, but uh, like for the most part, we're under like a five kilometer um travel restriction. You know, really? so like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's wow. It, they don't necessarily enforce it, you know, very strictly or anything like, but, but like, it's, it, you know, it, it, it is, you know, officially on the cards, you know, so mm -hmm. like, if, if you did get it and you got cut out or whatever, like, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure what that would entail, like a fine or something mm -hmm. like that, but it's starting to ease a little bit, like, but that's good. That's one of, 
that's one of the reasons why the virtuals have been have been so good throughout this whole thing like you know it's just you know with, with everything going on like you know they've just been a, a big uh a nice distraction we'll say yeah no um, I, I, I was saying now not to cut you off jonathan but yeah a lot, oh, a lot yeah. of the international customers were saying just that that you know how beneficial it is because i know um, I don't know what, if there's been much of a local scene, but I know a lot of the international names haven't been able to come over there for the last 18 months now because of, you know, the pandemic. So, yeah, it's been beneficial in that, you know, this is this is what I'm doing right now. I'm, you know, I'm having signings every week. So um, uh, every, everyone that spends some time in my chat or, you know, uh, sends me a note means so much, honestly. Uh, and then and then the customers that, you know, are consistent and that, you know, are always giving me positive feedback, you know, that that means even more, you know. Uh, so the fact that, like you said, uh, the virtuals have been a way for you kind of to uh, be distracted and kind of still get the get the excitement of uh, the meet and greets in a world where we can't really do that. You know, that that's great to hear. And, you know, I've heard it before, but it's always great hearing. And it makes for great decor from my background. Then as well. <laughs> it does. It does. Is that is that Sting and Taker in between the TA figure and the baby doll Sam Houston doll? Yeah, that's from um, from Liverpool uh, when they were bought over there. Yeah, that's one oh. of my. Uh, that's my. That was always my dream match: Sting and Taker, because Taker Ooh, was my yeah. WWE guy and Sting was my WCW guy. Like sure. so, that's that's one of the the the, the holy grails of, of my collection like yeah oh yeah, I, I don't blame you that's a great piece that would have been a great match if it ever happened oh such a shame even if they just don't like the cinematic version or just something even just a square off to see them you know face to face yeah like but a look, face to face would have been cool yeah 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 but i guess that's just left up to our imaginations now but um so talk about um any store uh, any good stories that kind of come to mind with uh some of the the signings you've done but whether the virtual ones are are the the, the in-person meet and greets that you've well, done like you've had so many great guests on like so I, talk about any good stories you got I, i've got a lot of stories some stories i can't tell but uh <laughs> i'd say that I, yeah it but what i like about the virtual is that uh you know, it's very, it's very personal. Like, uh, like you were saying, you, you were, you, when you met Tatanka, you were able to talk to him for a half hour, which was amazing. But I, there's a lot of situations where, you know, meet and greets are 30 seconds long. And sometimes that's the high end, you know, because there's a big line or because let's face it. Sometimes, I mean, I remember being wrestlers for the first time too. As a fan, you get uncomfortable sometimes going up to them or you don't know what to say. So yeah. the, the environment of, uh, being able to ask a question, uh, it, it also, it, it's pretty cool. And it allows you maybe, maybe even more access, not physically, but, you know, mentally and a question and answer way than you would have at a normal signing, you know, because uh, I have someone like a Magnum TA in there and we're, we're doing signings, obviously, and we're getting some stuff done, but a lot of people are able to ask him questions. And, you know, he's able to, you know, thank everyone. And it's, it's really cool. And that it's, it's not just a, uh, a meet and greet. It's also like, you know, a, a Q and a to some extent too. So, um, and, and I love everyone I've had on, I'm such a big fan of wrestling. I don't, I don't prepare at all. So uh, I like, I know enough about Blackboard's career where if, if we have 30 seconds of time between signing autographs and I need to get up and get something, or I want to get an answer to something, I'll know exactly what to ask. So I, if, if there, for some reason I always go to the questions, but if, you know, if we answered all the questions, I'll, I'll know exactly what to ask them. You know, that it might lead to an interesting story. It might not, but it might, you know? Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, I've, I've had such a good time though. Um, the conventions are, are and were great too. And I know on our side, they're going to be coming back. Uh, we had our first, our first convention in, in a highly populated area in March. I wasn't able to make it. Um, and there's going to be some more smaller conventions going on the next three, four or five months. But uh, also the virtual aspect of it, it kind of, besides having uh, an additional way to, to meet, you know, uh, you know, meet uh, one of the wrestlers, it also allows access to a lot of names that wouldn't be overseas otherwise. So I yeah, think you talk about sure. Tatanka being over there and Sting and Undertaker and Bret Hart, those guys, they'll be all over the world until, you know, their time has passed. But, you know, maybe like a Sam Houston, a Black Bart, you know, Austin Idol, who I see is right back there. Uh, yeah. You know, may, maybe they're not able to come overseas. You know, so I, I think this is pretty cool, too, in that it's a way to, to bring maybe a more extensive uh, collection of, of talent, uh, you know, into everyone's living room. Uh, in your case, onto your, your bookcase back there, you know, your display case. So, um, yeah, I, I, I dig this a lot. It's uh, it's different, too. The setup is there's a lot less setup up front, but a lot more work on the back end. So for the convention scene, uh, I the setup is... All the work is getting there early, setting up the table, and then you pack up. And then to some extent, your work is done. With the virtual, you know, I have all the photos there, but the hard work is that organizing, invoicing, you know, uh, shipping out. So, um, but I'm, I'm having a great time with the virtuals. I think I can, I can safely say even when things, as things start to go back to normal, I'll be, I'll have the virtual signings, you know. Because I'm, I'm, having, I'm having so much fun doing them, I've been getting such a good response. Until something changes, I, it's not going to slow down or stop on my end. I'll just, I'll kind of add the public signings in between the virtuals. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and you're, you're really, you're. <clears throat> they are really fun. Like, like you're a really good host on it, and like, okay. like you were saying, even you know, with the questions and stuff, like you know, you're, you're really good at getting those in at the at the right moments and uh, yeah you, you you're really good at making them them fun like so everybody check out Ca uh, captain's corner uh, on, on on facebook and uh so you uh and plus there's uh, like the guests you were talking about there and everything like the austin idols sam houston's and everything sure. there is actually such a big market for for that then as well like that maybe people kind of overlook you know because that that scene was so big uh, sure. The territory scene was so big back in the day, like WWE is the juggernaut that it is now and everything. But like, there is there is a massive uh, uh, desire for for for, uh, for guys for, from that era. So mm -hmm. it's it's uh, it's awesome to to have that uh, this outlet for it. Like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, I've always been a completist in a sense, so I have lots of there's items that I collect. I have posters and programs and, you know, things that when I bring guys in, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm so swamped, I forget my own stuff or I don't, I, and I never prioritize my own items. But uh, there's sometimes that if I have an Austin Idol in, he's the last signature I need on something, I'm, I'm excited to get him on something, you know, uh, yeah. because there's so many talented wrestlers out there, you know? I mean, if you just think about it, it just from the territory system alone, at one point in, in this country, there was... You know, 30, 35 different territories that all have, you know, between 15 to 20 or sometimes more active wrestlers on it. You know, and that didn't count what was going on in Japan or England and Mexico, you know. So, I mean, there were so many wrestlers, different wrestlers that were full time at one point. And, you know, it wasn't just whoever was on Vince's TV. 
So I, I kind of try to I try to balance because I still love that 1987 to 1992. That's one of my favorite eras of WF. Uh, I love that era. I we can go 85 to 87, and then you know 88 to 92, however you want to you know categorize it. So I love yeah. working with those guys, but I like bringing my guys from world class like Eric Emery, Al Perez. You know, Brian Diaz, guys like that. And uh, those guys will probably be coming up soon at some point on virtual signings with me. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's kind of just like varieties of spice of life. So I, I like kind of, you know, having a bunch of different, different, uh, you know, uh, items in my in my pantry, you know. <laughs> uh, talk about that, actually. Uh, so, some of the, um, some of your kind of holy grail kind of pieces mm -hmm. in, in, in your own personal collection. Yeah, so um, I got a WrestleMania eight uh, poster that's uh, signed by. F so it's it's uh, it was Hogan versus Sid, and then Flair versus Macho. So it's signed by Sid Flair, and I got most of the guys on the undercard. I don't have Macho. I need Hogan and about two or three other guys. So that's one of my big pieces. Wow. I've got a um, try to think. I've got a Wrestle War ninety one poster that was signed by uh, Barry because it was the it was a war games. So yes. it was, uh, it was Flair, Barry, Sid, and Arn, but I think Arn was replaced against, uh, the Steiners, Sting, and I think Flying Brian, if I remember right. So it's signed yeah. by, uh, Sting, Sting, Flair, and I got the three guys in the posters, though, all in their military gear is Arn, Sid, and Barry. So I got all three of them. That's another, uh, and these are, these are the authentic posters. They're not like replicas or anything like that. So those two of my favorite pieces. And then like I have lots of programs. So I have uh, a bunch of AWA uh, uh, and uh, NWA like uh, when they combine for Pro Wrestling USA. And there's there's guys like Jimmy Valiant in the opening match. There's one of the shows from February 85. The opening match, if I remember right, is Jimmy Valiant and the Youngbloods against like Nick Bockwinkle, Larry Zbysko, and Terry Funk. Which that was the, that was the first of nine matches. That shows you how much talent there was on the card that that was the first match so yeah. um that's a program where i have like 20 something names i only need a few names left on there and then I've, you know i've got all my sort of eight by tens and I'm, I'm i i don't figures i used to collect now i've kind of calmed it down you know i just for space purposes because i have so much inventory that i have to kind of navigate but mm -hmm. uh yeah those are a couple of my 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 holy grail pieces you know and i've got a bunch of world-class programs from like the 80s that may maybe need only one or two names on like I might need Kevin Von Erich as like the only guy on some of the some of the world class programs I have, but yeah, I, I love collecting programs and posters. That's my that's my vice. Yeah, the world class ones. Like that's one thing. Like I've um, over kind of the last year, especially with the with the virtuals uh, as well. I've become a big fan of world class. I love mm -hmm. uh, looking back on that. I'd never watched that much of it before, but like with the network mm -hmm. and YouTube and everything, it's so much more accessible and like so looking good. At Oh man, it was red hot, red hot, oh, like you know, Absolutely. and 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 the um and the the talent, like like it, it, with mid south as well, like you know, it, it seemed kind of you know almost interchangeable, like you know, a lot mm -hmm. of the talent, you know, would would, would swing uh, either way, like they'd come, a, mm -hmm. a lot of them would kind of come through those those, uh, those territories. But gosh, mm -hmm. that just the atmosphere in in those places was was absolutely amazing, especially oh, world class, like the Von Erichs. The, like when, sorry, no. I was gonna say the yeah the Von Erichs were as popular in that area of the country as anyone's ever been any other part of the country. They were so hot, like you said, that feud with the Freebirds, and then my personal oh. favorite actually, Gino Hernandez is my favorite wrestler of all time. 
Oh, so, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, he, my, so uh, initially where I learned about him is because my dad's name is Gino. And, you know, it's not a common name, especially over here. So um, then I started learning about him. Like, wow, this guy, such an interesting story. And then I was able to, I was a tape trader as a kid. So I was able to get in some world class from 85, 86 and see all the stuff with him and Chris Adams or Stefan Eriks. And the big feud that was going to happen between him and Chris Adams after the turn. And just such a good heel. Uh, God, if, if he ever went to WF or, you know, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions and had like a national audience, woo. He would have been huge, but, you know, didn't happen. But, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite eras, too, the world-class uh, Von Erichs Freebirds, Von Erichs dynamic duo. Yeah, it was absolutely awesome. Actually, um, uh, Kerry Von Erich is actually one of my bucket list uh, autographs to get. Like, he's a, he's he's obviously a very, very rare one. So, like, I, I really hope to, to, to get one of his one day. Like, you know, it's very, very rare. But, Super um, rare. If I see yeah. if I see one that I come across, I'll give you a heads up on. You know, I've seen a couple, but you know the problem is lots of times it's personalized, so it'll be too Adam or too Jim. You know, and uh, but you know uh, I've seen some good ones that way. But you know, it's it's one of those things where it, it might be in pen. You know, it might be an early faded marker. You know, nothing like what we have now with all these cool color paint pens and, you know, all these various Sharpies, you know, metallic or otherwise. So, uh, but no, a car actually, the carry autographs on my wallet list too, but I'll, I'll keep oh. you posted too. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Cheers. Um, but uh, talk about, um, like you alluded to it earlier, um, kind of like the fact that you, you don't watch us uh, that, that much anymore. Mm -hmm. Like for mm -hmm. me, like... It's just so ingrained in me. I sure. I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think in the last couple of years, there there's kind of good. There's good and there's bad. Like there's a, mm -hmm. there's a lot of talent there. I kind of watch more from the standpoint of like I just like getting the good matches here and there. Like I can mm -hmm. kind of sift through some of the nonsense mm -hmm. that that bees on it to um, see mm -hmm. the good matches. Like I thought WrestleMania this. Uh, last weekend was was excellent like like lashley mcintyre i'm kind of liking mm -hmm. that a lot of the bigger than life guys are starting to kind of make a comeback and stuff like mm -hmm. that but uh, kind of talk about your kind of likes and dislikes in regards to wrestling well so uh the reason i stopped in watching uh because i i was a weekly watcher until 2012 2013 and uh at some point i i because i, I had my uh, with my wife at the time. I'm still with my wife now, but you know, we were together. We were raising the baby, mm -hmm. uh, a full-time job. Uh, I was catching everything on DVR. And what I was finding out was that if I was, if I was taping raw and then watching SmackDown right afterwards, when I had time, it felt like the same show. So like this yeah. is before like the brand split. Well, this is after the initial brand split before they started doing the brand split again. So it was, it just felt like it was, I think I stopped watching SmackDown, and then after a year, Raw just wasn't entertaining for me. I felt like, uh, you know, all the shows seemed formulaic. There weren't too many storylines or angles that really got me hooked. Yeah. Uh, it just it – was, it wasn't really interesting. So then I, I stopped watching, and it got to the point where now I watch uh, – I haven't watched WrestleMania in about three or four years. Uh, wow. And any, anything. It's cool, crazy. Uh, and But I, the one thing I do watch every year is the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, oh, I always, I always have a sweet spot for. So yeah, I, I used to actually when, when the world was a little more open, I was throwing Royal Rumble parties at Hooters, Hooters restaurant, a sports bar up, up in my, my area of the country. So I bring a Road Warrior Animal in, Bob Orton, Marty Jannetty, 
Tito Santana and we'd have a Royal Rumble party. And it was pretty cool because you have 60, 75 people, 100 people at the restaurant and everyone's watching the Royal Rumble. And it felt like you were there because, you know, the audio's on full blast. You know, you have one big TV and a lot of smaller TVs. And then you, you're watching with Road Warrior Animal or Bob Orton when Randy's in the main event. So, I mean, it brought it brought a, a, a new element of uh, something to that. But, uh, yeah, so besides the Rumble, I, I was watching AEW. Um, uh, one of my friends growing up, Angel Ortiz, shout out to Angel. Uh, he was in LAX at the time. I know he's with Jericho now. I started watching that about a year and a half ago. And uh, I stopped watching that during the pandemic. And, and I stopped watching that only because, only because the, it felt so weird without crowds there. You know, mm. it, it felt like just almost like a play, but a play without an audience. You know, I, I didn't, and uh, I really, I really wasn't, wasn't into it. So um, I, I, I hope Angel's still doing good. I haven't talked to him in a couple of months now, but um, I, I, I keep up with things because, you know, the majority of the people I talk to on a regular basis are people in the business, around the business, or fans of the business. So, yeah. I mean, you hear things. So I know a lot of people were, were, uh, were happy. Lashley won the big belt, right? Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, that was a big thing. And, and I know Uha Nation beat Biggie and Bianca Belair won uh, beat Sasha. So I, I know the results. I just haven't haven't seen – I probably only seen maybe two or three Bianca Belair matches, tops. And it might have been just stuff. You know, like when she won the Rumble, that was probably the longest I've seen her. But maybe some NXT matches from five or six years ago, you know, that I, someone may have shown me. So um, I do – I keep up with the new stuff, but it, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't catch me the same way that, like – I did as a kid and as a teenager. I was a huge fan of the Attitude Era too. You know, I, I was fortunate that I was a teenager in 97, 98, 99 when, you know, Austin and The Rock were hot and the NWO was hot. And, you know, I know you said you saw WCW in 99. So that sweet spot right there, wrestling was so big. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think it's going to, it seems like there's always a big boom. Like there was that big boom with Hogan and Mr. T and Piper. There was the big boom with Rock and NWO and Austin. There's got to be another big boom coming up. I, I don't know when. And maybe when that happens, something will make me want to follow weekly again. But until then, I kind of just – I hear stuff or I, re I read stuff going through someone's Facebook feed. But, uh, you know, not a lot of uh, direct watching on my yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's kind of um, like in comparison to yesteryear, like it, it isn't. I think a, 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 an issue with it now as well is the fact that the business is so open now, you mm -hmm. know, that that little bit of magic has been kind of taken away from it uh, yep. because of because of that, like, you know, but um, I think every so often there's there's matches um, that kind of uh, how, how would you say it? that um kind of override that like they're uh, like sure. lashley and uh, mcintyre like i was into that now at wrestlemania as much as i was you know mm -hmm. taker and you know kane back in the day or you know mm -hmm. something like that taker yokozuna mm -hmm. what, 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 whatever the case may be you know so every so often i think the last randy orton's been brilliant over the the last year he's done some amazing work so um it's worth i i'd recommend tuning into wrestlemania i'd, re I'd recommend watching wrestlemania it, it, okay. it was very very good now to be you fair. you have another suggestion uh, yeah. besides uh besides drew and bobby lashley is there one more match i should check out because i'll probably i probably will go back uh, and watch a match or two probably at the whole show especially since it's two nights but I'll, yeah I'll, yeah I'll... 
there, there, there's a lot of hours there for sure. Um, Lashley McIntyre was was excellent, and uh, Riddle Sheamus was actually one that, like, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of build for it or anything, but it's mm-hmm. hard hitting. You know, it's a war. Like, you know, that's a really good one. And uh, what's the other one that was really good? Oh man, dang, uh, I'm brutal on the spot. There was another match on night one that was really good. Um, Actually, Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman, the the cage match, they okay. had, that was quite okay. good, actually, as well. But the one I would really recommend is is Sheamus and Lashley. I really, really like that. I really like McIntyre's work. He kind of, he reminds me of, um, he actually reminds me of uh, Brian Clark from back in the day. Like, you okay. know, really yeah, athletic, re- re- really snug, like, you know. Uh, With the and, long uh, hair, the big boots. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Exactly like, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a throwback. Like, you know, he's very good, I, I think. And I really like Lashley as well. He's got that bigger than life vibe, like, you know. So, he, he's uh, he, he's definitely one to watch as well. But, um, uh, Those are two guys I was, I was big of uh you know uh when i was watching like drew mcintyre when he when he was doing the chosen one uh character in you know 2009 or 10 11 whenever that was i, I knew i'm like this guy is going to be a, a wrestlemania headliner and then i was fortunate in that i was able to watch him in person on a bunch of independent shows on his runs in between the WWE and uh same thing so i was so happy you know when he was getting his big push and same thing with bobby lashley bobby lashley 15 years ago looked like he was going to become the face of the WWE. Like, yeah, I remember he had a great match, a bunch of great matches with Umaga. He had a really good pay-per-view match with John Cena. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's... Yeah, I love that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's something I will check out on, on your your recommendation, Jonathan. Yeah, and it's the very first match of night one as well, so it's a handy one to catch. Easy, one, you know? easy. I press play, yeah. and then my obligations are done afterwards. Awesome. <laughs> but um, talk about a kind of an interesting hypothetical. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, there, I mean, there's so many wrestlers that, that that aren't around anymore and like a lot of them went at a young age and everything um unfortunately but uh talk about um one kind of the one dream one that you never got a chance to have on a virtual or a signing Ooh. that you most would have liked to have gotten on well if i'll give you an answer besides these two but we we named them both already gina hernandez and carrie van eric they oh, okay. are they like uh, Gino Hernandez, my favorite wrestler of all time. Carrie Her- Carrie Van Eric has got to be top five. Uh, so I would say those two. But besides those, I was also a huge fan of Dusty Rhodes. So Dusty Rhodes oh, yeah. on one of the virtuals would have been amazing uh, with his gift of gab. And, you know, he's so he's so imitated. But that's just because he was such a larger than life character. Like, you know, he had so many great catchphrases and his style of promo and, you know, and that's before all his accomplishments in the ring and, you know, even creatively as a booker. So Dusty would have been uh, right up there. Uh, but yeah, Carrie Von Eric, Gina Hernandez and Dusty Rhodes. I would say of three guys that have passed uh, would probably be my, my top three that I wish I could have on virtual. Good choices. Good choices. All, all really good choices. Gosh, they were, they were absolutely awesome. But, uh, uh, just before we sign off, uh, tell everybody, uh, one more time about, uh, all the designs sure. uh, you got coming up and, uh, how they can catch it. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you once again for having me on for the last uh, 40 minutes or so, Jonathan. And I've had a great time talking to you. We've talked on DM all the time, but you know, it's always, it's always good having the extended conversation and the face to face. I know we've done it before, but you know, it gives it, you know, a different, a different feel. So, uh, Absolutely, it's, yeah. uh but yeah, th- this week is, is stacked with signings. Now everything will be able to be followed right on the captain's corner 
feed on Facebook. So you'll be able to search Captain's Corner. And I probably have a picture of Charlie Norris as my main uh, icon right now. But uh, that's because Charlie Norris is one of the seven guests I'll have over the next week plus. Uh, got Charlie Norris tomorrow night, Thursday night at 7 p.m. Scott McGee, Friday night, 7 p.m. Uh, Native American legend Tatanka, 6 p.m. on Saturday. 8 p.m. on Saturday is Manny Fernandez. So that's a lot for one week. But, uh, you know, we got four in a row. And the next week we kick off uh, that week with uh, Scott Casey. We're doing a one last ride book signing, which I'm so excited for. I'm ex I get excited for all my virtual signings. But this one's going to be special because me and Scott are connected, you know, forever with this book. So that's going to be something where, I, you know, normally I don't invite friends and family always to like my the virtual signings but for that one i'll be inviting friends and family to check it out you know where uh they can learn about scott or even the ones that you know haven't been able to check out the book so far I'll be able to get it signed personally to scott from scott to them and i'll i'll write a note although my handwriting is very suspect so i don't recommend that too <laughs> mine much, too, too much of my yeah. handwriting um but yeah and then we got a uh, nwo sting who we talked about earlier uh, you know, and I got to go back and look at that little run in NWO Sting, uh, Friday the 23rd, and then Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin, uh, the 24th of Saturday. And then we close the month down with uh, Demolition Smash, Crusher Khrushchev on April 29th. And then I take a two week break, two week vacation. So uh, I'm on holiday for two weeks. So a well earned one, man. You, you, you've been working hard and uh, yeah, yeah, cheers it's to the working man. Yeah. Cheers to the working man. That's it, man. Yeah, no, it's been absolutely awesome having you on, man. It's been great chatting. And uh, everybody, check all that stuff out on Captain's Corner uh, Facebook page. I'll post the, the, the link to the page in the description of the video as well. And uh, so everybody, check that out. Support uh, Captain's Corner. And yeah, man, it's it, it's been great. Thanks so much for coming on, my friend. It's, it's been an honor. I had so much fun, John. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Take care, buddy. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Pro Wrestling Defined on YouTube. Please like the video if you enjoyed it and subscribe to the YouTube channel to keep up with all future content. And please follow Pro Wrestling Defined on Twitter, Instagram and like us on Facebook.